You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God, mind control, the last days, higher dimensions, unity, the power of faith, discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com and, of course, at www.thefireplacechurch.org. Folks, we're always excited about what's going on at Bride Ministries. Remember that at thefireplacechurch.org, you can join us at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday and Sunday nights. We have worship. We have teaching and preaching. By the way, Rob Ruckert has done an awesome job the past two weeks speaking at the Fireplace Church on uh, subjects surrounding the human spirit. If you missed those, be sure to check out our archives and listen to him. Great brother, great friend, great man of God. And um, remember, at the end of every service, you get to participate in internet-based moderated discussion groups. Also, uh, I've, I've been talking to more and more people, and the reality is, folks, we are also interested in using this platform to allow for the conducting of house churches. And so if you have a group of friends, associates, people that you know would benefit from the teachings going on at the Fireplace Church, you know, I want to invite you, get in touch with us as long as you have completed at least one of our discipleship courses. You can be a moderator with the Fireplace Church and we will communicate with you at that point. We will send you weekly questions. You'll be in touch with our coordinator. But instead of holding an internet-based moderated discussion group, you'll get to play our live um, services, stream them to your home or house or living room, whatever, and then have open fellowship with your friends in person. This is really something that we want to branch out into with the Fireplace Church. We're really excited about all the ways that we can use this platform. And so, you know, communicate with us about that. Write us at our websites, Nikki and Sally. They will be getting back to you in your emails. 
and we can get everything arranged. Folks, this is so much that's there to look forward to. Um, this week, we saw something profound happen. We saw Donald Trump get elected president of the United States. And we're going to talk about that with my guest in a minute, Jeff. And so I'm going to save a lot of the conversation about that to the next part of the program. But let me, let me just say this. Everyone is shocked. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was sitting there watching these pundits eat their words. I just look so angry and upset about what was going on. I was eating popcorn, folks. I was sitting there eating popcorn like I was just being entertained watching these pundits search for words as to how the impossible is happening right before their eyes. And when it all got said and done, that electoral college vote came in as a landslide in favor of Trump. It, it, it's, it's just hilarious. I'm still cracking up about it. But anyway, we're going to talk about what we think this means in a minute. I do want to say this. This week, it has been extremely sad for Bride Ministries, and I'm not going to give voice to all of the uh, drama surrounding what's transpired. I will say this. Uh, we at Bride Ministries are believing for reconciliation, and we have a heart full of love and compassion and acceptance and forgiveness. And so that's all I have to say, um, because I know that many of you are listening to this and saying, mm, well, what, what's what, what's going to be said here? Um, there's not going to be a war, and there's not going to be bitterness and aggression, at least not on our end. So folks, you know, we believe in doing things the kingdom way. We're going to be talking a lot about kingdom today with our guest, Jeff Jansen. And, you know, let me say this. The conference this weekend was awesome and the discipleship groups have been awesome and going into the end of the year folks i am just saying wow god this year has just been incredible at bride ministries and uh you know with that said let me just exhort you there are a lot of you that have supported us financially to get to this point and we have been trekking, we have been moving, and we've been moving fast. We have been seeing what I call exponential growth. And you guys have been carrying us and until we get to the point where we are using business funds to underwrite ministry costs and really transitioning into that direction. I'll tell you what, your partnership with this kingdom advancing ministry and all of our kingdom advancing exploits is essential. And you can... Uh, Join and link arms with us at BrideMovement.com or TheFireplaceChurch.org. The, the survivors are going to thank you. Our employees are going to thank you. Our contractors are going to thank you. I'm going to thank you. Thank you. Um, you can also write to us at P.O. Box 362-Texas-75569. Uh, all that we do and all that we are growing into is not free. Everything costs real money. And that's why the Bible says, if you sow abundantly, you will reap abundantly. And that give, and it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will God cause men to give into your bosom. There are promises associated with the kingdom way of doing things, which is generosity. So, with that said, there's the exhortation. Bless you all, and we'll be right back on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
folks, we are on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, and I'm I'm going to tell you what. I am blown away. Last weekend, there was a lot that happened, and we held the Dimensions of Glory and Kingdom Warfare School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, with Jeff Jansen. And I'm going to tell you what, it was amazing. And Jeff is actually my guest again this week on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. If you're not familiar, Jeff Jansen is an internationally recognized conference speaker and crusade evangelist. He is the founder of Global Fire Ministries International and senior pastor of the Global Fire Church and World Miracle Center located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He's been featured on many television and radio broadcasts. Uh, He is the author of a number of books, including Glory Rising, The Believer's Guide to Miracles, Healing, Impartation, and Activation, Revival of the Secret Place, and one that we're going to be getting into later in this program called The Furious Sound of Glory. Jeff, it is a privilege and an honor to welcome you back to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. So glad to be with you again, Dan. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we had a really, really amazing time this past weekend. I mean, and the testimonies, they're still coming in. It's so exciting. But before we get to that, I I really want to talk to you about something that is relevant and right now, and it's the presidential election. Because um, Mm. two days ago, Donald Trump was elected president, and he is now our president-elect, and everyone's shocked. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what, I have my own thoughts, but I, I, I really want to get into yours. And, and you even brought this up a little bit at the conference using the language. It is a battle for the soul of this nation, as you are relating to the presidential election. And all of these pundits, I mean, they're on TV. They're talking about this thing. I'm watching them in shock. They, they, they don't even know what to say. Some of them were so angry at the fact that they had to actually verbally acknowledge Donald Trump was taking the victory. And as at least as far as the Electoral College is concerned, it was practically a landslide. Jeff, what are your thoughts about what was going on there from, from the spiritual component, from things that the Lord is showing you in prayer, things for this nation? I mean, what are you seeing at work here? Well, Daniel, it was a landslide. And, um, you know... I was impressed with uh, Donald Trump. I mean, since he announced his, you know, running for president, what was it, some, uh, gosh, well over a year ago, um, he had not, he did not flinch. He said, we are going to make America great again. We're going to take back this nation. We are going to put it back into the hands of the people and stop corrupt politicians and uh and uh and drain the swamp as he said you know we're going to uh we're going to uh put america back on track we're going to bring jobs back into america he he did not flinch and quite frankly he had the media that was stacked against him he had um he had everybody was stacked against him. not just not just the uh, democratic party but but our own party the republican party was stacked against him and uh you know he's not a he's not a career politician. He's not a smooth talking politician. He is a businessman, and um, he says what's on his mind. But he also speaks what he believes. And uh, the thing that that impressed me the most, and I think 
obviously for all of America, um, they trust what he says because he speaks their language. And um, most of America obviously thinks that that the country's been on the wrong track. And, um, you know, we we don't have to get into all of that right now, but quite frankly, uh, the people trust Donald Trump. They trust him. The people have spoken. And uh, I think it was quite a shock to to, uh, the Clinton camp and to even President Obama. You know, they thought they had this thing in the bag and uh, that, uh, you know, it was going to be four more years of Clinton presidency. But um, I'm telling you, I believe it was a miracle. I believe that we witnessed one of the most amazing elections that we'll ever witness in our lifetime. Many are saying one of the most amazing, if not the most amazing election election in this nation, a complete outsider speaking the language of the people, um, promising to turn things around, not just promising, but speaking their language and pulling out the greatest upset uh, in the history of our nation. It was absolutely amazing. Well, that's the that's the amazing thing. I, I mean, it was, what, three weeks ago that the polls showed Hillary Clinton ahead so far. No one thought that mm-hmm. Donald Trump had a chance. And then overnight, we, we just began mm-hmm. to see blow after blow come against the Clinton camp, veil after veil being pulled back, all kinds of right. things coming in. And... Everything got leveled out. But yeah. then... The WikiLeaks. Yep, yep. Oh, and we could go on about some of these. <laughs> yeah, the wiki, the wiki from the WikiLeaks to the email investigation. You know, um, the Lord was setting this whole thing up. And I really believe, I really believe it was prayer. Um, I really believe it was, it was the church's responsibility to bring this before the Lord and to pray. And... Um, you know, uh, I believe that that's exactly what happened. I believe that, you know, God intervened. If my people, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, who are called by my name, if they humble themselves and pray. And I really believe that that's what happened. I believe this thing could have gone either way, but the church stood up, prayed, prophesied, fasting, prayer, interceding, confessing our sins and the sins of our nation, just like Daniel did in the book of Daniel chapter 7. You know that it was Daniel. It was Daniel, and he was the only one that had revelation knowledge, Daniel. It was Daniel, the prophet Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, uh, starting at verse 1, basically it says that while he was reading the books, he was reading the, the books of the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, he realized, according to the to the prophecy of Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10, that after 70 years, my people will be released from Babylon to go back and to rebuild the temple. He realized, oh my goodness, we've been in Babylonian captivity for 68 years, and he began to pray. He, he saw the time, he saw the season, he realized they were the people were in Babylonian captivity for 68 years. He took personal responsibility. He said. We're in a season of transition. There's something that's being offered to us. According to the word of the Lord of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 10, after seven years, they'll be released. We all know verse 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans of peace to prosper you, that you might have an expected outcome or expected end. He saw the window. No one else saw it. He saw it. He had revelation knowledge, and he began to pray. Well, and he began to confess his sins and the sins of his, of, of his people. Oh, my gosh. I believe that that's what happened in our nation. 
I believe that our people realize this is the time. If anything's going to happen, now is the time. Began to pray, prophesy, repent, get right before the Lord, and say, Lord, we have sinned. We need you. Our nation is in the throes. Here's an opportunity. And if we let this opportunity slip by, there may not come another another opportunity. We could lose the very soul of our nation. And, and there it is, you know, and we were at the conference, you even mentioned that terminology, the soul of this nation. Yeah. And, and I agree with you 100%. You know, a lot of people are, are, are kind of wondering, you know, especially believers, like, well, why are there believers that are so pro-Trump, um, you know, because they have their own opinions about his language or things that have come out about him, whatever. Here's what I do know, Jeff. I know that in the work that I do with survivors and, and, and high-level stuff in the spirit, we ran into a lot of agendas, revelation on a mm -hmm. lot of agendas that required mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton to be president as their centerpiece. Right. And what yeah. a lot of Christians do not understand is that Hillary, from at least from my perspective, and I couldn't really say this before the election, but now no one's going to care. Um, Hillary Clinton was a centerpiece of their right. plans. Donald Trump right. is not their guy. He is not. Right. He is actually what they're afraid of because he's a free radical. Un That's exactly right. And, and that is a, a dismantling work and move by God for the existing, I don't know what you call it, regime. Uh, and mm -hmm. I don't really look too much at Republican versus Democrat. What I'm looking at is mm -hmm. powers of darkness versus God's agenda through his 100%. people. 100%. And it's not so much, you know, Donald Trump, for those of you that are listening, some may say, well, you know, you've, you've, you've chosen your side. And, you know, listen, it's not about Donald Trump. And it's not about Hillary Clinton. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about what each one represents and, um, and, the, and the spirit behind it and uh, the intent behind it. There's so much there. We could take, we could take this, this segment and, and talk about this and talk about all of this and, and, and fill up two or three more shows, but that's not the aim of what's going on. But in light of, in, in light of, you know, what's been happening, you know, um, you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was for abortion on demand. She was for, you know, uh, same sex marriage. Uh, she was for partial, you know, partial birth abortion. Um, so many different things that, uh, that are corrupt and, and, and they're evil. I mean, base, base evil. And, and I don't want to get into that whole thing. We have to talk about, you know, we have to look at this from a moral point of view and the good of our nation. <clears throat> now, I know for a fact that, you know, Donald Trump, he's, he's, he's the servant of the Lord. I believe that he is saved. I believe that he's a Christian. He's rough around the edges. He's rough as all get out. Uh, I believe that uh, he does love the Lord and he loves this nation. And I do believe that, um, that uh, he has this nation's best interest at heart, and I believe that he was God's choice uh, to take our country in the right direction, not only, Daniel, not only 
do we have a Republican president, but now we have a Republican House of Representatives and a Republican Senate, which means whatever decisions that come down from switching policies and doing what's best morally for our nation, it's not going to get blocked in the Senate or the House of Representatives. <laughs> for the most part, it will not be blocked. We have the, the opportunity to have this nation get set back on track, uh, a nation, one nation under God. And uh, I believe it's, I believe it's, you know, I, honestly, I was very, very concerned about our nation, very, very concerned, as so many of us were, mm-hmm. about where we were headed. But I believe that God has answered the prayers of his people. I believe that God answered that Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 prayer, confession, that, that Daniel chapter 7 through, through chapter 9 prayer of repentance, confession, and Lord, save our nation. Our nation, we're wrestling for the soul of our nation. Lord, help, help. And I believe that God saved our nation. And um, I, it still has to be walked up. It still has to be, you know, we still have to have the right policies, the right, uh, the right direction. I believe that, I believe as of what happened two days ago with the election, um, we have an opportunity for a, a revival, a reformation and a revival for this nation. And uh, not just this nation, but as America goes, so does the rest of the world. Mm. Wow. You know, let's, let's, let's take a minute and talk about that comment that you just made. Now, because sure. I'm, really, I'm really interested in, in how you see this and, and maybe some of the things that the Lord has shown you. I, 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 um, so you, as, as there's this regime change, um, which I believe is a switch out of what they want and who they want into something that can't be puppeted in the same way systems right. have been puppeted for the past, I don't even know how many years. Um, right. You're saying this can open the door for revival. Now, when you're looking at what revival would look like for this nation moving forward into the future, what are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at, um, you know, I'm looking at a nation that has an opportunity to get things right. A nation that rec- recognizes that we have drifted from God, which is Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. It's, it's if my people repent, if they turn around, if they recognize and realize we are on the wrong track, we have drifted from God, and if they recognize it and come back, I will heal, I will bless, I will restore. That's revival. I will heal their land. I will bless their land. I will restore, not just economically, not just, uh, you know, um, in the nation, but spiritually, spiritually, every which way. The soul of the nation will will be revived. The spirit of the nation will be revived. Uh, People will remember God. And I believe that it's a great opportunity for the spirit of God to begin moving in the nation because we've now got the attention of God. We've now uh, set ourselves on a path to righteousness and justice in this nation. And you know as well as I do, Daniel, it, that there's, it's the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians chapter 2 that is behind everything. Everything is spiritual. Down here being played out through politicians, through decisions, through the laws of the land, those are all rules uh, and regulations and decisions that are made by lawmakers but there's a higher court, and there's a higher spiritual dynamic involved. And uh, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. His, his intent is to bring destruction to nations, to bind 
to, to drive people and nations as far as they can in their mind, in their spirit, their soul, from God as, as, he, as he possibly can. And I believe that there's been, that has been stopped. I believe that there's been a stoppage in the realm of the spirit. I believe that the prince and the prince of principalities and powers have been shocked by the decisions that the people have that have made for this nation to correct things, and there's been a halting. I, and, I uh, go, ahead. go ahead. I know that's uh, true. That's what I believe. Yeah, no, yeah. and I know that's true, and that's what I've been told. Yeah. I've been told that the powers of darkness are actually in shock. They're in shock, and. You know, I, I, I want to kind of know what you think about this, but I honestly see a window now where as the body of Christ gets an increasing, ever-increasing revelation of God's kingdom and how it's designed to work, there mm-hmm. is going to be um, a lot of shifts that are brought in by God's people collaborating with God's kingdom and that our nation is is positioned to begin seeing the fruits of that in different spheres of society um, without being so blocked up in the spirit by a system of control that was so tightly fixed and uh, we talked a lot about that this past weekend um, partnering with heaven, um, r- releasing heaven, connecting with the realm of God. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and, and what I see is that with this window, the next step is for the body of Christ to rise up and um, really, truly take what God has given us as inheritance and begin to um, pull it into this earth. Yes, into I this agree. nation um, and, and, and to come into a walk with God that will place them in the midst of their assignment where they are graced mm-hmm. to do it. Yep, I agree. And um, I, I actually see that as a huge component of the revival because it's going to bring revival to societal systems if it plays out properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with you 100%. It's it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. Uh, two days ago, our soul was hanging. The soul of this nation was hanging in the balance. It was literally hanging in the balance. And I firmly believe that the church rising up, praying, recognizing, petitioning the Lord, going before the courts of heaven, and just saying, "Lord, help. We repent." And repenting on behalf of the nation, I believe that God answered our prayers. And our nation is back on track. I believe that we're going to see um, uh, great, great um, uh, demonstrations of that, both in the, the uh, sociologically, we'll see it economically, we'll see it in the, in the re- renewed faith in our nation, but even more importantly, renewed faith in God, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that comes great revivals. Uh, the fire of God, the glory of God, people returning to the Lord. It's not about going to church on Sunday morning. It's about people returning to the Lord. And when you return to the Lord, you know, obviously you're going to want to be a part of what's happening in the body of Christ. So I believe that there's great opportunities for great spiritual advancement that's being offered to our nation and to individuals. And we're going to see an explosion of that 
in the coming days, months, and years ahead. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Jeff, I'll tell you what. We um, just got done doing a conference, and mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to say, man, you know, thank you for the vision to do it, for the invitation, for hosting it in your uh, facilities, in your church. And, oh, my gosh, there were so many testimonies and so much that happened while um, mm-hmm. while we were there. You know, I'm just going to go briefly from my perspective, then I'm going to you know ask you for your perspective. But, you know, while I was there, what I saw was a move of the Spirit of God. I felt the presence mm-hmm. of God there throughout the entire weekend. And I watched as people received from the Lord through various means, through your gifts and um, your ministry, through my gifts and ministry, just because of the atmosphere itself, through the worship. And man, oh man, let me tell you something. Jeff, you have an amazing worship team at your church. They, they're just the best. Please tell them I send my deepest regards and compliments because it's just, they're just phenomenal. And, you know, it, it was just really exciting to see what happens when a message goes forth that pairs the kingdom, the glory of God, and the dimension of spiritual warfare and that whole component. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what were your thoughts about how the conference went? Well, I thought it was incredible. We had people, as you know, come from, um, I think, 15 or 16 different states, as far away as Maryland, Minnesota, you know, uh, Texas, uh, just different. It wasn't just regional, it was national. And uh, I know that there were some people that wanted to come uh, internationally outside. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an incredible, incredible uh, event. There were a lot of testimonies. There were a lot of miracles. People were hungry. And um, it, was, uh, it was a powerful time. There was kingdom revelation. There was supernatural impartation. And, um, you know, just sitting, sitting in, a, in a school, because that's what this was. This was the, you know, um, Dimensions of Glory, Kingdom Warfare mini school just by sitting underneath a teaching, um, it's not so much, and I think you even mentioned this about the event, it's not so much about what's taught, it's what's caught. It's what comes into your spirit, and uh, you know the breaking down of all of the information through the days and weeks that follow, and months that follow. So there was a lot of impartation, people receiving revelation knowledge, and whenever revelation knowledge comes, it's like the candle of the Lord. It brings light into the spirit of man, light into the mind of man. And it, it dismantles strongholds of darkness and sets people free. You know, it's the whole principle of where the Spirit of the Lord is in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, which is emancipation from bondage and it's liberty. Because as, we, as the veil comes off, we behold the glory of the Lord, which is the light of His presence and revelation and wisdom, knowledge, understanding. As we behold the glory of the Lord, like staring into a mirror, the scripture says we are being morphed, changed, transformed. When knowledge and revelation comes, it dismantles strongholds of lies, and they automatically fall off. They Mm. fall off. Mm. And Mm. we find ourselves in a greater light, a greater revelation, and a greater freedom. And it's by the Lord, the scripture says, who is that spirit. So there was massive impartation. 
uh, the schools of the supernatural are so key for our spiritual advancement. And you, it, it was so exciting. So, um, you know, folks, <clears throat> on the first day of the conference, we did the school in the morning. I, I, I taught two sessions and then we broke for lunch. And then Jeff taught two sessions and then we broke, had dinner and came back for the evening service at seven. And during the evening service, the first night, I spoke and, and I preached a message. And when I was finished, I turned the microphone back over to Jeff and it was uh, kind of like a, a tag your it kind of feel. And then I just kind of stood back and Jeff began to move and minister. And I, I got the opportunity to watch him. And Jeff, you know, it was just amazing to me to sit there and watch how one, you know, you were basically inviting people into an atmosphere that was charged with the presence of God. Um, and you had everyone come to the front and, you know, there was music in, in the background, you know, playing. But from that place, you, you began to move into word of knowledge. And I'll tell you what, folks, I've seen people move in word of knowledge, not quite like Jeff. Um, that night I was watching him call out names, um, locations, uh, very specific pieces of information. It was, it was really accurate. And I was, you know, Jeff, I, I was blown away. And as you were calling this information out, people were responding and uh, th then, you know, you were speaking into their life and people were receiving breakthrough as a result of the move of the spirit of the Lord. And it was really exciting. At the same time, it's also a teachable moment because, you know, th these are the kinds of things that the God intended for us to walk out because the Bible says that all of these gifts are given by the self-same spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, discerning of spirits. You know, we've given, we've been given spiritual gifts. A lot of us do not know how to flow in the gifts we're given, how to receive gifts. And, um, and, and, and unfortunately, many Christians have learned about spiritual gifts from people that do not actually move into spiritual gifts themselves, which always is, is phenomenal to me. It's like, wow. So you learned <laughs> spiritual gifts from a person that does either not believe in spiritual gifts or B, does not actually move in their spiritual gifts, but that that's who you learned from. So of course they're right. They absolutely have to know what they're talking about. But right, right. <laughs> okay. there's enough sarcasm. Um, Jeff, you know, I watched you move and it was really, really cool. And I'll get into some of the other stuff maybe in a minute that happened at the conference, but I want to take a moment and let you talk about that. And how does it play out for you mechanically when you are moving that way uh, by the Spirit of the Lord? Hmm. Well, you know, Scripture says um, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, I believe, verse 31, it says, um, earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and the best grace gifts. Earnestly desire, zealously cultivate the greatest and the best grace gifts. Um, what that scripture means is basically this. You, you can cultivate like you would till, like you would till a, a garden. You can cultivate, you can desire, cultivate, and... Um, 
and develop great gifts. Earnestly desire, zealously cultivate the greatest and the best grace gifts. It's kind of like it's kind of like, it's exactly like that. It's like tilling a garden. You can learn to move in the word of knowledge. It's really not hard. You can learn to move in the word of wisdom. Those are gifts. Um, I'm of the persuasion <clears throat> that everybody can move in in, in these gifts. And uh, what what did it for me was I've seen men and women of God that I that I know were great gifts and apostles and prophets that uh, I saw them move in word of knowledge and I thought, oh man, I want that. I I, I want that. I, I want to be able to move in word of knowledge like that. And uh, learning some of the some of the secrets and how to do it, which is basically spending time before the Lord, being in touch with His heart, um, looking into the meeting before you actually get to the meeting, looking at what God wants to do tonight, connecting with His heart, and actually looking at who might be in the room. Um, that's one way of doing it. I have learned by cultivation, and I and I know how God moves, I've learned to be sensitive to his voice um, in the midst of, of atmosphere, because for me, everything is about flow, everything is about atmosphere, whether it's with 200 people uh, in, a, in a church, or whether it's with 100,000 people in a field in Africa or in Korea, like I'm going to be this year. Um, I've done crusades, calling out word of knowledge. Uh, I've done with, with tens of thousands of people, you know, specific detailed information. Um, it's in, in doing it in an atmosphere where, where I invite the presence of God and I recognize the presence of God and just begin to sensitize myself to the very heart of God. All prophecy, all, all prophecy, all prophetic words, all words of wisdom, words of knowledge are nothing more than God speaking to us, revealing the secrets of our hearts to, so that the Lord the Lord wants us to know just how precious we are to him, how valuable we are to him. And I really believe that that's the whole intent behind the word of knowledge, that the Lord actually knows my name, he knows my telephone number, <laughs> which I've gotten 10-digit phone numbers, street addresses, first name, last name, your wife's name, you know, details coming supernaturally from the heart of God, just so that the person would recognize and know that the Lord absolutely loves me. He's not angry with me. He's in love with me, and he has his very best for me. And it melts the heart of the person, and it causes the faith level of people in the room to rise, just to see how good God is, how kind he is. I really believe that that's the essence of all prophecy, all words of knowledge and words of wisdom, for encouragement and uh so it's basically just tapping into the heart of god in an atmosphere where the presence of god is and beginning to reveal his heart about individuals um it's so it blows me away every time it happens i never get used to it um i never take it for granted it's it's um it's it's god's love language he's just revealing his heart about individuals and people respond they get healed they get stirred. The, the, the faith level in the room rises, and people are, are drawn to the very heart of God. It's beautiful. Well, it absolutely was. You know, and thank you for sharing that. In You know, there's a lot of you out there that listen to this program. Maybe you're asking, oh, man, you know, 
how do these guys do what they do? Uh, some of these guests that Daniel has on this program, how is it mechanically that they move? And, you know, let me tell you something. Jeff just gave you a few keys. Now, the second night, I want to talk about something that was so cool. Because we were in worship, Jeff, and there were people that had come to the front. And, of course, it, the way your church is set up, there, there are some steps that go up to where the, the musicians are. And then there is an mm-hmm. altar area, it's just the floor, mm-hmm. and then you have a, a space and then the seats begin. And there's a large space. People are able to come up, for those of you that are listening, and kind of worship the Lord, move around, dance, flag, um, however they felt feel led to worship the Lord. And uh, during that worship, there was a like a semicircle uh, that mm-hmm. just naturally occurred. People just stood (laughs) i don't know how else to say it in like a certain way and as Mm -hmm. they were doing that uh just naturally when you went up there and began to speak to what was going on you said well i see this it's like a staircase going to heaven Mm -hmm. and there are angels coming in and it's like as as you're calling it out we're like i'm like looking at it i'm like all these people naturally just stood in this semicircle. And as you're describing what you see in the spirit, it's like, well, that's where the the angels are. And so all the people stood outside of that because of what's coming in. And then your that's wife right. called it out and said, well, these yeah. are the names of some of the angels that have come in because I heard the spirit speaking to me. And it's like, dude, right. we are watching heaven and earth merge in the middle of our conference about... <laughs> um, and it was just really, really cool that, well, you, you can make a whole bunch of stuff up, but what you can't make up is the fact that people are standing in That's this right. semicircle. You can't make that up. They're there. You could take a picture. Boom, it's there. And there's no reason for right. it. Why, why weren't right. they filling right. up the whole thing? And, and we're just, I'm like blown away. Jeff, why don't you talk about what you saw? Well, you know, I saw a corkscrew coming between heaven and earth. And basically it was a staircase between heaven and earth and it looked like a whirlwind but it was a staircase and that's so i didn't see the people standing in that formation i guess it was easier to see it down below because i was standing up on the stairs but basically they were mirroring what was happening in the convergence between heaven and earth and uh yeah jan did see different angels an angel of compassion angel of uh, truth angel of glory she also saw uh another angel that was weeping and was weeping for between the porch and the altar for the soul of our nation. Yes. And I think it, I'm not sure if it was that night. I think it was that night that we began to pray for our nation. Yes, and, we did. Uh, really entered into a place of intercession, declaration, proclamation, and um, yeah, that, there was some. I believe that some powerful things were, were being released at that time. And I think that we were just probably one of many meetings around the U.S. where things like that were happening. The Lord has to make that happen. We just see what he's doing, like Jesus said in John five nineteen. I only do those things that I see my father doing, and I only say the things that I hear my father saying. Basically, we were just doing what we saw him doing, and he's legislating. He's moving injustice. He's moving things around. And yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. And, but welcome to Global Fire Center, because we do this all the time. This is what we do. This is what we're known for. Yeah. We, we do prophetic activation. We do these kinds of things constantly. We, and we've carved that out over the past seven years since we started. So, um, you know, I don't think there's any one person that can take credit for that. We're just after God. 
Well, amen, brother. Amen. And and so, folks, you know, we're talking about the Dimensions of Glory and Kingdom Warfare School. If you were there, um, you probably have a testimony. And if you weren't, this is what you missed out on. But I'll, I'll tell you what, it was just such a privilege to be there, to enjoy the atmosphere, the presence of God, to watch the Spirit of the Lord move. And, you know, um, with that said, Jeff, the last time I had you on, we were in your book talking about the furious sound of glory. And there, there's right. so much in that book. Anyway, I want to get back into that conversation because we really hit sure. on a lot of really cool things. And there's so much more to say on the subjects of sound, of light, of glory, of how God moves. And I want to uh, reintroduce that conversation by letting you discuss again the connection between sound, light, and glory. Between sound, light, and glory. Well, that's a mouthful, but I'll be as concise as I possibly can. You know, I think I mentioned last time, scientifically, for years and years and years, science believed that when an atom was broken down into its most minute form, that it was nothing more than light, which would stand to reason. Um, If God created, if God is light, then all the atoms came from light. Um, So at the base nature, or or the very base, the the subatomic structure of of molecular structure, the molecules, the atomic structure, uh, if it was broken down, it, one would, would deduce that, uh, that an atom broken down into its most minute form would be light. But in recent past, um, science has broken it down even further. And they realize that not only is it light, but at the very, very core of what they once thought was light, being the, the, the minute aspect of an atom, is actually held together by super strings of sound, which I believe is completely accurate. Because if you look at the base formula for creation, and this goes back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, in the beginning, now this is creation, um, not just creation in the physical world, but creation in the spiritual world. In the beginning, God, Elohim, which means Elohim is creator, in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. The scripture says that the earth was dark, it was formless, it was void, and the Holy Spirit was brooding, hovering, it was moving, hovering, brooding over the formless void of, of earth. And the next thing that it says is this, and God said, let there be light. So the origin of light is sound. God said, when the earth was dark, formless, and void, and the Holy Spirit was moving, God spoke into that void, spoke into that darkness, and he said, let there be light, and there was light, creative power. So light came from sound. Light came from the voice of God. Sound light, and creative power. The creative power aspect is, and this is what I've learned in my many years of ministry, traveling in the nations, it, it never 
It never fails to, it never ceases to astound me, and it never fails. <clears throat> Creative miracles are actually very, very easy. I am not a lay my hands on individuals and you receive a miracle. I've learned a, I've learned a, a better, easier way, and it's basically the prophetic decree. And uh, just mm. like God, we are created just like our Father. Mm. The scripture says we are made in his image. Imagine Deo, made in the image of God. We function, we act, we are like him, we are his offspring, we are children of God, born of God, same offspring, same genetic code, same DNA, same spirit. We are, we are like him. It doesn't make us God. It makes us children of the Most High God, or his literal offspring. Now, what puts Jesus and us on the same plane is we have the same Father. Jesus called his Father, Father, mm -hmm. and he's also our Father. Mm. At the resurrection, Jesus said, you know, after the resurrection, he told Mary, listen, go tell my brothers I'm ascending to my God and to your God. What a statement there. He said, I'm also ascending to my Father and to your Father. Now, Jesus is God. He's the second person of the triune Godhead, but he's also human. He became man. He was born like one of us. He became like his brothers in all things, Hebrews says. So he became one of us. And he demonstrated as a man what a real man could do, what a real man could do that was filled with the Holy Spirit. He demonstrated what you and I could do having the same Spirit. So we have the same Father, we have the same Holy Spirit as Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Jesus moved in creative power. Jesus moved in creative miracles. He had power and authority over the wind. And I'm just I'm just kind of preaching here a little bit. I'm talking a little bit, laying a little, <laughs> little bit of a foundation for for your viewers. He had power and authority over the wind. He had power and authority over the sea. He had power and authority over the plant life, the fig tree. He turned water into wine. He, he laid his hands on the sick, and they recovered. He spoke, only speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. He, he released prophetic decrees, and creative miracles happened. He, with a word... He drove out demons by the Spirit of God, okay? That's the power of creative speaking or the creative power of speaking. What a man, a human, a son, an offspring can produce who is right in right relationship with God and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the fullness of the Godhead. That's what Jesus functioned in, and we have the same Spirit as him. We have the same Holy Spirit. Now, that's empowering. The devil does not want your listeners, or does not want Christians, does not want humanity to understand this revelation. If we understand this revelation, we cease to be mere human. We cease to be nominal Christian, and we recognize that we are part of a God family, or part of a God class, 
type of human being, which is called part of the family of God. Again, it doesn't make you God, but it makes you sons of God, family with God, same father, same spirit, same older brother. If we, if we arm ourselves with that line, Daniel, we have the ability, the power, the right, the authority to be able to speak, declare, prophesy, decree, and the wind will listen. The earth will listen. You know, cancer will listen. Amen. Devils don't have a, devils don't have a choice. You know, demons do not have a choice. Um, and I've seen the most radical miracles globally as I travel in nations that I've had to use interpreters, but it, you know, and, and I'm prophesying and I'm preaching and releasing the same Holy Ghost. And they, most of them don't even understand what I'm saying, but they're receiving the benefit of the supernatural. They're receiving the miraculous as it's being administrated in nations. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it doesn't matter if there's 10 people or a hundred thousand people, they all receive the benefit of creative power. Now, so I know I said a mouthful there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a mouthful, but, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, well, let me highlight what you just said for you. No, I'm not even going to. Um, really astutely put, though, Jeff. I mean, and you really laid it out. And now I want to uh, get you to continue talking to us because you mentioned creative power. You mentioned atmosphere. What does it mean to minister in the glory Hmm. To minister in the glory. Well, you know, there's a there is a spiritual mother that I really didn't have the privilege of being around, but maybe once. And but she's really well known. Her name is Ruth Ward Heflin. I don't know if you're familiar with Ruth Ward Heflin. Um, but uh, she is a mother of glory. She's very well connected to a lot of spiritual friends, leaders, and even some fathers that I know today like Mahesh Shabda, um, Bill Johnson, there's others uh, that she is really close to. She would say this. She'd say, um, worship until the, until the glory comes. Worship until the glory comes. And when the glory comes, stand back and, watch, and just do what God is doing. So I think... You know, the glory of God, or ministering in the glory, uh, it can be a little bit of a buzzword. People are trying to figure out what the glory is. Like years ago, people, they were focused on the anointing. They were focused on the gifts of the Spirit. Now, most of the language today, 21st century Christianity, uh, 2000, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, going into 17, glory is the buzzword. You know, kingdom and glory, but glory is a real buzzword. And what the glory of God is, basically the glory of God is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the manifest presence of God. And the best way that I can describe that, Daniel, is this. You know, when we walk into a building, like we walk into the Global Fire Center on Sunday morning, or on a conference night, uh, there's, there's always an atmosphere at our, at our place, because we've carved that out. But during the worship and during the praise, something begins to happen. As we're praising, the room begins to fill up with 
the presence of God. But God is there before we even start, because God is everywhere. You know, God is everywhere. That's right. So, but when we come together with an intent to lift up the name of Jesus and to give him praise and honor, and we magnify his name, something begins to happen. Um, I call it, I say this, the praises go up and the glory comes down. Psalm 22 says, for you, O Lord, you are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Or you, O Lord, you are enthroned upon the praises of your people. So when the praises are present, the high praises of God, the direct praises, singing praises to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father, the Scripture says that the throne comes down. And when the throne comes down, there's someone that sits on the throne, he's the king. So where the king is, there's a throne and a kingdom and subjects and a government. And that government drops down into the room. I call it manifest presence. The manifested presence or the person of the Lord Jesus Christ actualizes in the room. So when he's in the room, I believe it's nothing, the glory of God is nothing less than the manifest presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in actuality. And I love how you describe the journey into the glory, because one of the things I love to tell people, Jeff, is that worship is a major component of the culture of heaven. If we dismiss worship, we actually unplug from the culture of heaven in our lives. And that's why people who maintain a lifestyle of worship are maintaining a lifestyle of connectivity to God's kingdom, his realm, and his abundance. They're connected mm-hmm. to it all the time. And and through that same medium of worship, mm-hmm. corporately, right. we are able to enter into a manifest presence and the atmosphere of God. And I, uh, I, I, I like, like to point out this way, too. I, um, one of the Greek words translated as glory in the New Testament is doxa. And this one was a total conundrum for me when I looked it up because the word doxa actually means the honor resulting from a good opinion. And I was like, what, the, mm. like, what does that have anything to do with glory? And um, as I meditated on it, eventually I arrived at the conclusion that God's glory is the honor that he receives from the manifestation of his opinion of how things should be. And that's, that's an exactly atmosphere. Right. That, that's an atmosphere. That, that glory is just um, really, really amazing. And so now I, um, I, I was going to ask you how you help people connect with the glory, but you kind of already got there. And it, it's through worship. Are there other ways that you watch people connect with the glory of God? Sure. You know, by personal face-to-face time. You know, when Jesus was when Jesus was here, <clears throat> he would come into a city. He carried his realm with him. Mm. He carried his glory with him. <laughs> he carried his realm with him. When he walked into a city, the first ones that recognized it were the devils, and they screamed out, "I know who you are! You're the Christ! You're the Son of the Living God!" He told them to be quiet. They recognized him immediately because he was the light being, or the outshining, the outring of the very presence of God. They saw who he was and the realm that he carried. They could see him coming a mile away. 
and they, they screamed out, you know, I know who you are. Don't torment me. The, the Pharisees or the religious spirit, they said it was, they said it was the devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they said it was the devil. They, they said, you cast out devils by the prince of devils, Beelzebub. But the devils, when they saw him, they screamed out, I know who you are. You're the Christ. Yeah. So the devils were telling the truth, and the ones that were supposed to be leading, the religious leaders, Israel, they were lying to the people. Isn't it funny? They, they could not recognize who he was. They saw the miracles, but they attributed it to the devil. You know? So when did the devil get when did the devil get God's job? You know, doing miracles and healing the sick and raising the dead. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, but he carried his realm with him. But how, how did how did he maintain his realm? How did he maintain the manifest presence of God that emanated in him and out of him? He spent time face to face on the mountain in the morning. He spent time in prayer with the Father and with the Holy Spirit on the mountain at night after the work was done and the crowds were sent away he went to the mountain to pray scripture says he got up early in the morning he had face-to-face encounter just him and the father and the holy spirit and that is one of the most key ways to engage the glory of god daniel it's it's the key way to get the favor of god to rest on your life is by coming before the lord face to face and we have access into his presence. Jesus opened the way. We have access into his presence. So if you want the favor of God in your life, if you want to live in the manifest presence and the glory of God and have it rest on your life, spend time in the presence, looking into the, the presence of God. Don't go in praying. Go in beholding. That is so powerful. And... You know, at one point during a conference, during a Q&A, someone had asked, like, well, guys, what do you do to, uh, you know, maintain your walk with God and, and you know, lifestyle? How, how does that play out? And, you know, one of the things that I said there, and I'm going to repeat it on this program, I will often take Sunday mornings um, mm-hmm. because of the Fireplace Church. We have church on Friday nights and Sunday nights. So I'll often take Sunday mornings. And... I call it stuff with Jesus time. And during that time, I spend two to three hours with God in prayer, but Mm -hmm. I don't go at it from the angle of here's my prayer list and all the stuff I want to Mm -hmm. request of God or all the people that I want to cover in prayer. I, I don't go in with an agenda at all. The only agenda that I carry into that time, Jeff, is an agenda to have a conversation with God. And to let him speak into my life, to let God speak into my life and to give me his opinion on things, on the ministry, on where things are going, on how things are being done, on places where improvements can be made, on, you know, give him in time to encourage me. Um, You know, it's amazing how we can uh, read the Bible and see encouraging words and say, well, God put that in there for someone else. And then God sends someone else into our lives and they give us an encouraging word. And we say, oh, well, I can't receive that right now. But man, let me tell you something. Um, it, it, It gets hard to keep pushing off the encouragement of the Lord when you position yourself to receive it directly from him. And um, we all need it. And so, like, as, as I take that time, it charges me. It fills me up. It, it, and I'm just saying from personal experience, this is a huge key that I've found 
in order to keep moving mm-hmm. forward uh, the, the way I have yeah. been. It, it is that face-to-face right. time, Jeff. And so, it is. It mm. is. It is. It's, it's the secret place, Psalm 91, in the secret place of your presence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, you do have a, a whole book on this called The Revival of the Secret Place. Um, I do. And we'll probably have to do a different program yeah. on that one at some point. Right. But uh, right. continuing on the thread that we've been on, um, I want to ask you about this. What is the connection between attitude and light? Between attitude, <clears throat> attitude and light. Well, um, attitudes, attitudes are really part of our soul. They're part of our they come out of our spirit, they're part of our soul. Attitudes are literally a power. Um, I'm just trying to think of, uh, you know, maybe one, some, some examples. Attitudes carry power. Um, that's why the scripture says, in, in everything that you do, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, or 2 Thessalonians 5.17, in everything that you do, give thanks. Mm-hmm. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Uh, some people would think that, you know, especially people when they're going through hard things, you know, go, maybe going through a divorce, maybe going through one of the most trying times of your life. You know, you don't feel like being thankful. But the scripture says, in everything, in every circumstance, in every situation, in everything you do, in word, action, and thought, give thanks to God. Well, I don't feel like giving thanks to God. Do you know what's happening in my life? My children are away from God. I'm going through the dark night of the soul. I, I don't even know if I want to live. I, you know, I'm going through a divorce. In everything you do, give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of God concerning you in Jesus Christ. And it goes back to a scriptural principle of, um, if you want to look at uh, Isaiah chapter 61. Now, I'm just talking off the top of my head. I'm not sitting in front of my computer. I'm mm-hmm. just sharing some of the principles that are out of my book, and some of the principles that I've learned to employ in my own life that have helped me carry through in seasons where I need to be carried through and, and to arm my mind with these kinds of thoughts. The scripture says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I see people that come into my meetings all the time. They need a miracle. You know, and I, and I, I can see them come in. They, they're carrying this weight, this oppression, this heaviness, and they need a miracle, whether they've been diagnosed with cancer, whether they've been diagnosed with this situation, or, you know, they've got crippling arthritis, you know, whatever it is. And I can see them sitting in the back. And during the praise, I just think about this, during the praise, when the atmosphere is there, when the glory of God is there in the room, they'll sit there with their arms folded. They won't be engaging the Lord to give him glory, to give him honor, to give him praise. And it's as, it's, it's as if they're saying, God knows who I am. He knows where I'm at. If he wants to heal me, he knows that I'm right here. So Lord, if you want to heal me, come and heal me right now because I'm here. And there's an attitude mm. that's associated mm, with mm, that. Mm. The scripture, the scripture says, put on 
the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Why? Well, let me break down that. Let me break that down for you. Put on the garment. That word garment is a Greek word, mata, which means to cover or to put on a coat or to clothe yourself with a cloak. Put on a coat. Put on the mata, the coat, the blanket, the clothing of praise. That word praise is the uh, Hebrew word hallel, where we get the word hallelujah, hallel, hallelujah, which literally means to shine with sound, color, and light. So that is profound. Work. Go ahead. Isn't that? It's just profound. I'm just like sound. whoa. Yeah. So hallel means to shine with sound and color and light. So it says, put on the garment, the matah, the coat of sound, light, and color, and it will break the spirit of heaviness. When we put on that matah of praise, that matah of praising sound, light, and color, and we cooperate by giving God praise, something happens. We attract the kingdom of light. We attract the glory of God. We pull it to us like a moth to a candle. We pull it to us like a bee to a flower. It, it's attracted to us. The angelic realm sees it. The demonic realm sees it. It crushes the demonic realm, and it attracts the kingdom of God with all of the help that comes from heaven. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It will crush the spirit of heaviness. So attitudes are key. Attitudes are a power. Attitudes carry... Uh, carry a supernatural weight in the realm of the spirit. And um, we can, and, 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 and I say it this way, with attitudes, our attitudes are a life-giving power. You know, if I'm angry and grumbling and complaining, we are constantly pulling from one of two sources. We're pulling either from the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. If I'm grumbling, complaining, angry, bitter, I'll guarantee you I'm not pulling the kingdom of light to me, but rather I'm pulling or coming into agreement with the kingdom of darkness, and I'm pulling darkness around me by complaining, grumbling, murmuring, anger, bitter. I'm pulling that kingdom around me, and the more that I continue with my attitude to stay in that fixed position, that kingdom of darkness will wrap itself around me like a prison, like a cocoon, until it has me in its grasp and it becomes a stronghold. If I don't change my mind, if I don't do something to break it. On the other hand, when I'm rejoicing, irregardless of my circumstances, irregardless of the pain, irregardless of the depression, irregardless when I choose to clothe myself with praise, when I choose to give him praise, I'm clothing myself with light, sound, and color of the kingdom of God that pulls heaven to me, and heaven will wrap itself around me like a winter coat until the power of heaven breaks the spirit of heaviness off of my life, and I'm surrounded by his goodness, surrounded by the angelic. That all comes by attitude and decision. You know, Jeff... That was just so profound. I, I love what you were saying. And as you were talking about the, uh, the the garment of praise, I'm I'm thinking about Joseph because his father had given him a multicolored coat, and when his brothers yep. threw him in the pit, 
What did they do but first strip him of his multicolored coat? They took it away from him. It had to be taken yeah. away before he could be thrown in the pit. And that, that's just yeah. like, what a picture. Of course, you mm -hmm. had to bring that connection with the sound, light, and color. I'm just like, my gosh. And that's exactly what a lot of believers do, is that they go in the pit and they do not take their garment of praise there with them. Because that's their deliverance. Yeah. Because when Paul was in prison, when, when they began to praise the Lord in prison, the angel of the Lord shows up and all of the prison doors open, the chains fall off of them, everyone's set free. Just because of their... That's right, everybody. 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 The, it, the whole, it's, a, it's an atmospheric deliverance. And yeah. that's what you see in the Word. And people, oh my gosh, they carry bad attitudes, Jeff. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, God I'll owes what, me something. Got, mm. and, and, and not just that, you know, it's, <clears throat> you know, everybody recognizes it. The elements recognize it. The elements were created by love. So if you've got a bad attitude, if you're carrying a chip on your shoulder and you're angry all the time, listen, you can come home from work and the first walk in the door, the first one that's going to notice it is your dog or your cat. You know, they're, they're, they're like running. Uh, here he comes again. He's got an, he's, he's angry. And they're, they're running to get away from him <laughs> because they, they sense you. They feel you. They know what you're all about. You don't have to open. All you have to do is walk through the door and they feel it. And they're gone. You know, um, the elements feel it. Think about that, you know. Um, everything that was created was created from the voice of love. And, and the elements respond to love. So if you're carrying anger and bitterness and hatred and depression, everything around you senses it. Everything around you feels it. Every created thing around you feels it. The people that are around you feel it. Um, the an animals feel it. Your pets feel it. Everything <laughs> feels it. You carry that realm with you. The best way to change that or to break that is to is first of all to repent to recognize that, you know, I'm, I'm actually carrying an attitude that's pulling the kingdom of darkness towards me. That's got to stop or it's going to go into my bones. Yeah. It, you know, it could create a, a physical condition. Bitterness rocks the bones. You know, um, I, need to, I need to change my attitude. I need to change the way that I think. I need to stop agreeing with the powers of darkness, and I need to become thankful. Lord, thank you. Lord, I'm not thankful that I'm going through a divorce. I'm not thankful that I'm going through the, a dark night of the soul, but I thank you that you are good, and I love you so much. Jesus, I love you. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. I choose to set my mind on you. Lord, you are amazing. And when our focus, like Philippians 4, 8 says, think on these things, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are beautiful, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any praise, any virtue, think on these things. Because as you think, Proverbs 23, 6 says, that's what you are. You become what you think about. So as you change your attitude and your perspective, and you're thank you become thankful, because that's the will of God for you, and you begin to focus in that direction, all these other things begin to lose their power. The spirit of heaviness begins to be broken. Um, the dark attractions that are, have been attracted around your life because of, of anger and bitterness and 
you know, which brings rottenness of the bone. When you change your mind and you set your focus on the Lord, you begin to starve that dark realm. You begin to starve those dark forces, which are demonic and devilish, that are trying to break down not just your soul, but your physical body. And you begin to set yourself and your affections on the kingdom, set your affections on things above. Uh, and, and the light of the glory of God surrounds you like a winter coat. It's all attitude. It's all, uh, which, which has a power, but it all comes from a choice. It all comes from a revelation. It all comes from understanding that uh, literally we have the choice. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that indulge in the power of the tongue will eat the fruit of their tongue, whether for good or for bad. That is, that is so powerful. And one of the things that has been a continuing theme since we've been talking today, Jeff, is the conversation around praise, the conversation around worship. Mm-hmm. We keep coming back mm-hmm. to that. And in your book, you talk about something mm-hmm. called anointed frequencies. Now, it, mm-hmm. this is the thing about frequencies that blows my mind, Jeff. Everything vibrates. Everything vibrates. And this actually goes into deep science. Um, you begin to talk about how molecules are made up of vibrating strings. Everything vibrates. It, there are things known as Rife technologies that, where they attempt to vibrate, create vibrations that will explode viruses or cancer or different things like that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and there, there are um, sound therapies that they've tried to develop. Uh, and you talk about anointed frequencies. Talk to me about what you mean when you say that. What has what the Lord spoken to you when he gets into this subject? Um, boy, that's a mouthful. Um, the release of anointed frequencies. Basically, um, basically, there's new sounds that are constantly being released from heaven, from heaven to earth. Um and along with these anointed sounds, and along, along with these new sounds or these anointed sounds, there's angelic activity that around them. Um, there, there's also dark sounds that are being released. Um, that's why we have to be very careful what we're listening to, what we're watching on television, because there are dark, demonic, devilish frequencies that are going into our, our system. Um, and they, they release things. They release a power, okay? Um, um, just like there's new songs, new songs that release anointed frequencies and angelic activity. Um, angels come with might and power. They hear anointed sound in the church and they, they rush to those anointed sounds. They rush to those anointed frequencies. And, um, you know, you know, there's another thing called voice print. There's something on our voice. And when we speak, just like God spoke, there was an anointing on his voice that created, that released creative power. Um, When he spoke by the Spirit of God, the cooperation between the voice and the Spirit of God, it released a creative power, it released creative matter that materialized. Um, So we have, I guess that's what I'm talking about, anointed sounds, anointed frequencies. When you're anointed, when you, you, there's something that's on your voice that nobody else has unless they're anointed. I mean, it's documented. The human voice is made up of atoms, uh, atoms in your voice. If, if there's atoms on your voice, and there, then there's matter on your voice, because all matter came from anointed frequency, if that makes sense. 
everything that was created, the matter that was created, came from anointed frequencies or from anointed voice print. So when I start speaking in the natural realm with anointed frequencies, I start speaking the Word of God, the will of God, um, those frequencies, those, that matter uh, recognizes the voice of God, and it responds to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That is brilliant. Okay. That is yeah. brilliant. Well, let's take it one step further. Brother, we didn't get the uh, privilege of hearing it this weekend, but you blow a trumpet. And mm. you do that at key times when the Spirit of the Lord moves upon you, uh, particularly mm. during revivals and crusades. And um, every time you blow that thing, there are testimonies. As a matter of fact, I was in California the weekend before with uh, Pastor Paul Tothill and some of his friends and colleagues from South Africa. And um, when I met the gentleman from South Africa, we were talking and you came up and he was like, oh, I know Jeff. That's the guy with the, tr that, that's the guy with the trumpet. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because let me tell you, apparently uh, people are, 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 are just blown away. <laughs> no pun intended by this, um, no but by, by this trumpet that you blow. And there's a whole backstory to why you do that. And I, I want to let you share on the backstory because it's so cool. And then talk about how that connects into some of what you're saying. Well, uh, gee, that's a long story. Um, but bottom line is this, you know, the Lord told Moses in Numbers chapter 10, he said, Moses, I want you to make me, um, a silver trumpet and you make it this way. You make it out of pounded metal. And, uh, when you blow it, this, when you, when you blow it this way, it's to call the troops. When you blow it this way, it's to call the assembly on the right, on the left, on the south, on the north. When you blow it this way, it's to get the, the troops to start moving. When you blow it this way, it's to, to you, you blow it so that the Lord will remember you when you go into battle. So there's multiple, multiple reasons for the silver trumpet, which is different from the shofar. The shofar is the ram's horn. The silver trumpet was a completely different thing. It was for calling the people together to let them know that the glory of God is beginning to move. It's time to break camp, the cloud is moving, We've got to stay close to the glory of God. And that's what happened in the wilderness. And that's why the Lord had Moses make the silver trumpet. Well, I blow the silver trumpet basically um, to declare that God is moving in the nations. And the Lord told me this. He said, Jeff, every time you come into a new nation, or every time you come into a nation, I want you to blow the silver trumpet and to declare a season of the new in the new. In other words, I want you to declare that the glory of God is going to begin moving in the nation. And he always backs it up with crazy signs and wonders, crazy miracles. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's many times that there were, I, I can't, you know, there were times where I would blow the trumpet and declare that the line of the tribe of Judah is roaring in the nations and that there would be an earthquake in this city, an earthquake in this city, an earthquake in this city, in a nation where, that doesn't get earthquakes. And it's going to be at 4.4. It's going to be at 5.5. It's going to be at, and it, and it happens just like that within hours. Um, those are signs, wonders, miracles. The Lord had me bring my sober trumpet six years ago to a place in Austin, Texas. And he said, Jeff, I want you to blow the trumpet during the new year. And I want you to declare the new. I'm going to do something unusual. 
Well, I did that in the service on a Saturday night, blew the trumpet, and a glory feather cloud came into the building with millions of feathers. I don't know, but I, I think I may have even showed you the video. Millions of feathers that, that were blowing on the top of the, of the building, millions of them in a whirlwind. They stayed up there all night long. They never came down. Needless to say, that was the end of the meeting because everybody was so drunk in the glory out of their mind by that manifestation of the presence of God that, you know, you might as well forget preaching. People were experiencing and witnessing the manifest <laughs> manifestation of the, of the glory of God. They were on their backs just laughing out of their minds, you know. Wow. And, uh, wow. It, was a, it was a powerful time. So, um, again, it's just it's a declaration. Blowing the trumpet for me is a declaration, a proclamation, a, a release of a sound or anointed sound frequency that releases the glory of God. And I've done it in nations. I was just in Korea with uh, 3,000 people in Incheon, uh, where I'm, you know, where I'm going to be this coming year with 100,000. It's the second largest church in, in Incheon or in South Korea. First, first largest church is Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho's church. And then this church is Juwon Church in Incheon. It's a 100,000 member church. I'm going to be there this year, 2017. Uh, with a hundred thousand, and I'm going to do the exact same thing I did last year, uh, this year rather, which is I brought my trumpet, I released the sound of the trumpet, and the glory of God dropped into the building. Just the power of God, miracles were happening everywhere. I never touched one person, never touched a person, but tumors were evaporating, blind eyes were evaporating. I mean, we were being healed, deaf ears. Yeah, the the heaven invaded the place, and uh, people rolling just. 3,000 Koreans on the ground, just Presbyterians, straight, prim, proper Presbyterians on the ground, just messed up. The Holy Ghost messed them up. And uh, I didn't touch any of them. Happened every night. So, um, yeah, there's, there's something about anointed frequencies, obedience, and the release, and the declaration, the release of the sound of glory, and the release of the prophetic word that, that God is moving. And uh, I hope I answered your question thoroughly. Um, you did. You did. I mean, okay. folks, this is this is real. Just not making this stuff up. And, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of people out there that like to pretend that the only one that gets power is the devil and his cronies that do fake Christianity and lead people into deception and, uh, you know, uh, kundalini spirit stuff look it, there's only a counterfeit because there's a genuine <laughs> i mean seriously right. there's only a counterfeit right. because there's a genuine and uh yeah. frankly I, I for one i'm just sick and tired of the idea that anytime there's a manifestation of power it's a kundalini spirit it's a it, it, it's uh, some kind of counterfeit. It's it's a false miracle. The only reason there's a fake miracle is because there's a real miracle. The only reason there's fake gods is because there's a real God. The only reason right. that there are you know uh, counterfeit and demonic manifestations is because there are God manifestations. And at the end of the day, there are people like Jeff that do move in the genuine power of God. And you know what? Folks, I do too. And when I get up here and I say, listen, there's implants coming out of people's body. I don't have to make that up because I have pictures. Um, we are seeing all kinds of breakthroughs as a result of what's called partnering with God, partnering with his Holy Spirit, partnering with his kingdom. 
And this is this is a new thing. I mean, and and the influence that the body of Christ could have if we only learn how to partner with the raw power of God that's available as an inheritance mm. in Christ Jesus is off the charts. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, you know, Jeff, I just want to say thank you for journeying yeah. the journey that you've traveled, um, for being obedient to the Lord to to walk in the things He's called you to walk in and to continue mm. to do that year after year mm. after year of your ministry. Um, you know, I got to see firsthand how the way you move leads to fruit in people's lives, healing, breakthrough, uh, revive, revival in hope. Um, my goodness, you know, and we, it was all weekend, you know? And so anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, absolutely. And I want to, and I want to say to your listening audience as well, listen, if you guys want to see like the glory feather cloud, go to Facebook, or rather go to YouTube, punch in glory feather cloud and i'll come up immediately it's it's the number one also go to jeff jansen rebukes tornado it's where i spoke i brought my camera around outside spoke to an f4 tornado and it dissipated right in front of us mm. uh absolutely phenomenal it's the power of the spoken word i've got some of this stuff on video i actually have a whole lot more on video um that i have not released <clears throat> but um you know uh I've got a few pieces out there. Actually, there's quite a bit out there if you just look um, on uh, on YouTube. Um, also, follow me on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can follow me, and I, I post all kinds of things as I travel around the world. So, um, yeah, absolutely, Daniel. It was a real privilege. It was a real joy. And I think we've just uh, just begun, and I'm thankful for our relationship. I'm sure we'll be doing more mini schools, schools of the supernatural, and... Um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, brother. Me too. And, and by the way, folks, Jeff's website is www.globalfireministries.com. And that's where you can find all of that stuff. You can sign up for their mailing list. You can um, follow their Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And so it's all right there, globalfireministries.com. And a lot of you have visited there already, um, It's particularly if you were, you know, looking at signing up for the conference or did sign up for the conference this past weekend. And, you know, Jeff, did, did you have any other final thoughts before we conclude this program? No, uh, not any final thoughts. You know, I'm just, we've covered a whole gamut of things from the election to uh, anointed voice frequency to the glory of God to, you know, the garment of praise. I want to encourage you more than anything. <clears throat> you know, there's too many people that have too big of a devil out there because the focus is devil, 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 devil. And I understand deliverance. And Daniel, you've got an amazing deliverance ministry, kingdom warfare ministry. It's even more than deliverance. It's kingdom warfare, where it's not just with individuals and helping people that are in survivors, but, uh, but having power and authority over churches, cities, um, regions, states, and even nations. And uh, you're growing and expanding rapidly in that. But uh, I want to highly encourage you to keep your focus, you know, set your attention on the Lord Jesus Christ. Get before the Lord face to face. He wants to anoint you with something that, uh, that uh, you've not experienced yet. And um, I believe there's so many of you uh, that, are, that have come out of survivor situations the reason that the enemy has wreaked havoc on you is because you've got a call of God in your life. And uh, we're in a season of breakthrough. Mm. And I believe that God wants to take you into a brand new season where the enemy, you're going to be chewing him up and spitting him out, where he's not going to be eating your lunch. You're going to be eating his lunch. 
and, um, and uh, wreaking havoc on the kingdom of darkness. But there's an anointing he wants to put on you. He wants to anoint you with oil. He wants to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies so that you dine with the Lord, you feast with the Lord, and he can only be a spectator while you ravage and destroy everything that he has tried to, to, to destroy you with. You expose him for who he is, and there's a fresh new power and anointing that's on your life uh, that carries you into a brand new season of power and victory. I believe that this is the season for it. And I just really felt impressed to just say that. And I pray that for you now. I pray for that for every listener that's listening right now, that you'd receive that fresh mandate, that fresh power, that fresh, uh, fresh anointing, that fresh invitation from Jesus Christ to come into the secret place and behold his glory. Amen. Well, I received that personally. And uh, Jeff, I want to say again, thank you so much for your time. And uh, folks, that's all we have for today. So until next week, God bless and Godspeed. Discovering the Truth with Dan DeBall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.